Welcome to the Tally Mark. My name is Tally, your very favorite name to hear, and your very favorite name to say. With me today is Alex. Yes, Alex. Push the hair. There you go. And we also have an audience today. It's Anna. You already know my pookie boogie. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to hope there's not too many inside jokes. This is a trial run. (laughs) Sorry. That was more her job and less mine. She okay. shouldn't have done that. So we're going to get a live audience reaction to my joke. So you better be in a laughing mood, bitch. Yeah, I'm always laughing. Did she laugh at anything? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and today's topic is um, submissive. Submissive. Spicy submission with a little bit of trauma. With a little bit of trauma. Just a little bit. Yeah, we're going to go deep into the psyche today. I forget how I start this every time. First, when, what's your body count? Okay. I'm going to say maybe two exactly because if I made you come, I fucked you, you didn't fuck me. You know what I mean? So you have to come in order to count it? The bitch, my body count is zero in that case. Oh, well, it's one. Jordan. I forget about Jordan. When I talk about when I talk about sex, it's all about men. And then I'm like, oh wait, you have a significant other. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. To me, I've had sex with other guys, but it kind of wasn't. I didn't count it. Okay. I don't count it. The only time I didn't count it is when a guy did not come, and it's only happened to me once. Yeah. Right. I'm mad about that. Fuck you, Connor. For oh, real. Connor? Yeah. Oh, no. Canceled. Canceled. Absolutely not. It's a white boy. Too. No, yeah. I've always made them come, but... Okay. You don't need to brag. I, I took that as a brag. Oh. <laughs> it really is. Sorry. I didn't mean to trigger you like that. It It's triggering. Like, I oh want to know why he didn't. And I hope to God he's listening to this. And I hope to God he tells me why he didn't wow. come. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, Crash, Connor. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So you would count two because those are the two men ever have only made you come. Yeah. But you've had sex with more people. Yes. Okay. So having sex-wise, like a good five. Okay. And then when did you lose your virginity? And how old are you now? Oh, I was 14. I'm 25 now. Was the 14 consensual? It was. Even though minors cannot give consent. If we're being legal, minors cannot give consent. Minors if you're under the age consent. of 18, Don't you can't give consent, so don't have sex. sex. As a child. We're talking over each other. I have no idea what you just said. I didn't know what you were saying either. What were you saying? But it was thing? along the same lines of the same thing. Was it, Anna? Yeah, same thing, just different words. Okay, yeah. so the editor will have to choose who said it better. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> was it me? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, look at me. All right. Um... It was consensual with the person that was also under 18? Yes. Okay. Same age. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Of sex, sex? I didn't have sex at that age. Oh. I lost my virginity at 18. Oh. Yeah, crazy, right? And I started giving head at 15. So you beat me. Congratulations. Oh. Um, yeah, it was just... It was this um, guy that I was dating at the time. 
and he was my first. It was not a great experience. Yeah. Um, so we were dating, I think this was like well into a year when we first started dating. And one random day we were at my house. My mom wasn't there at the time. So we just, it just kind of happened. Didn't expect it to happen. So it just kind of like happened. Had he gone through puberty yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. When do you guys start puberty? Later, normally. Oh. But like I, the first blowjob I ever gave was to this kid, this guy. I was 15 and I, his, oh my God, he was a great younger than me. I forget his name even. I think he went by like some sort of initials like CJ or some shit like that. And he was a loser, but he was trying to, he was like the, he was the funny fat kid. I resonated with that as a fellow funny fat kid. Me. At that time, I was not that fat. Like I can look back and be like, I wasn't that fat. But you know, you're still battling like, once you grow up fat, you're like, I am fat forever. Yeah, like the inner voices are just always going to tell you that. Yes. And so I felt for him. I was, um, I don't even know if I was popular. I, I, I was known, but I wouldn't say I like hung out with the same people. I didn't have enough money, but I was really funny and like edgy. Mm. And so I felt like people knew me. So I would say probably anyway. So I talked to him. He was a grade younger than me. And he, um, I was really into pills at the time. And he said his mom had like some sort of pills I don't even know what they were, but basically I said I would give him head if he would give me the pills. And so he said yes. And so we met at a park. Um, I was tutoring him. And we, in the park bathroom, I gave him head. But when I tell you, I had watched a lot of porn to prepare, right? At that time, I was already, like, sending nudes to random men all across the probably world. And so... When I tell you that I know for a fact that this man had not gone through puberty yet, I know for a fact. First of all, you could tell it was the first time that he shaved. He shaved so nervously. There was like the little blood marks everywhere, you know, because he's pale. He's white, uh white. And he like, I don't, I'm not going to, it's gross to talk about like his size. But all I'm going to say is I didn't know it was over because I was expecting cum. I was Mm -hmm. expecting to taste or feel some sort, because I gave him a blowjob, so you feel it. Yeah. I didn't feel anything, and he just said, like, oh, thank you. It was, like, like a three, five-minute ordeal, and he said, like, thank you, and he pulled up his pants. So I was like, that's weird. And I thought I didn't make him come, but now I realize that he orgasmed, but he had not developed to the point. It's disgusting. It is disgusting to talk about this. But I was the same age one year older so it's fine but he had not developed to the point where he could like have sperm he didn't have like eject like a lot of ejaculate like a man does okay okay okay. so that's how i know if you gave your partner at the time head you would know if he had or had not gone through puberty like they have like a pre-cum it's like pre-cum yeah yeah exactly but they don't have like a like a, a rush of like uh-huh yeah not that was that yeah so the first time i had sex um was not that great well not yeah that great i didn't really really start giving head until like maybe 16 17 
So you were having sex before you started giving head. That is wild. I just always thought that was weird. I don't know. To me, it's like, I don't know. I guess as a kid, I was like very hyper, what, hypersexual. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of more of just about having sex and less about um, discovering what it actually was. Do you, were you a chubby kid? Yeah. I was. <clears throat> so do you think that I felt like sex was an escape? Like, the faster that I was willing to have sex, the more value I would have. Even though I was fat, I was willing to have sex. So then men would still like me. Oh. No, it wasn't really anything like that. I kind of just, like, when So kind of like when I was a kid, I was introduced to a lot of sexual things mm-hmm. um, that I didn't really know or understand was what was sex at the time. But I knew... It was something that I shouldn't have been seeing or Mm -hmm. shouldn't have been doing, Mm -hmm. let alone a child, you know? Yeah. Um, So I was introduced to a lot of adult things at a very, very young age that just kind of made me, in some kind of sick way, think of like, okay, I know about this. Like, I wonder what it actually is. Trying to make myself believe like, that was something I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Kind of, if that makes sense. I also had, I knew about sex like early, early. And like, I remember in second grade, I had a crush on this kid. No, in first grade, I had a crush on this kid. His name was Jean-Paul. He was French. Jean-Paul. (laughs) Jean-Paul. And um, my friend, Katie, my best friend at the time, they were going out. In first grade, they were they were dating, and I remember writing my diary. John Paul should be with me because he's obsessed with sex, and so am I. That is that is my diary entry, and I am solely basing his obsession off of sex. I'm using air quotes for those of you that are listening, because he at one point I think he was just copying something from a movie or from like a video he had seen, but he like rubbed his nipples in a way, but it was like. A joke, right? Mm-hmm. Where he had seen, he probably saw somebody in an adult movie do it and then it get laughs and then he replicated it. Yeah. But he'd had no idea. But I thought he was obsessed with sex because, because of that. And nobody in first grade was doing that. That's really weird that you say that because <laughs> there was something kind of like similar. I had like, so, um, as a kid, I was put through the system. So I would have mm-hmm. like one of these teachers or like they called her a teacher, but she was, now that I understand a therapist, mm-hmm. she would take me and my older sister out of class and like, okay, on a smiley face, one through 10, how are you feeling today? Like just shit mm-hmm. like that. And so she would give us these like, I don't know if you remember like in elementary school, they would give you these little notebooks and they were kind of like tan. I don't okay. know. I was raised in a different place, so maybe we don't have the same thing. Okay. Well, there were these tan little notebooks um, and she would tell us to take them home write how we were feeling, or we'll just write our thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There was this one time, and I had gotten in trouble for it. And I, at the time, did not understand why I got in trouble, but obviously now it's because as a child, I shouldn't have been writing things like that. Tell me what it was. Tell me what it was. (laughs) Tell me what it was. (laughs) So, um, and it's so crazy talking about, like, childhood trauma and shit because you never remember it until you're talking about it Mm -hmm. so i remember there was this entry and there was these two (laughs) there was these two boys that i liked in my class Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and I had a route, I had wrote their names and I was like, oh, I wish um, me, so-and-so and so-and-so can all take a shower together. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think this was a, like around the time, like I said, I was introduced to a lot of sexual things at a young age and half of the time I thought they were funny. And so this was like the, one of the first times I like ever watched um super bad okay <laughs> i don't know if you know the scene in super bad when he's talking about how he had like a weird obsession with dicks so he would draw dicks like on everything mm-hmm. i don't know why instead of hearts i was drawing little penises <laughs> around the names and i got in trouble for that but yeah. me being introduced like to a lot of sexual things and then watching that movie i'm over here thinking it's funny like i thought it was funny Mm -hmm. but apparently my family didn't think so literally there's nothing wrong with wanting to take a shower together you could have met with swimsuits of course but when you're like in elementary i think that's a problem (laughs) (laughs) like okay so you like sex from a young age, because it was taboo, I presume. Same um, for me. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. You you knew something that you didn't fully know about, and nobody else knew about it. I'm assuming, and people usually laugh about it in like adult settings, right? So mm-hmm. you think you're like, oh, it's taboo. It's like interesting, right? Yeah. You don't think you don't know what the word taboo fucking means when you're that young, but you know that it's like, oh, it's like a secret. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. Did you have did you know from the beginning that sex created babies? Yeah. I didn't. It was a it was probably the biggest disappointment I have ever felt in my life probably to this day was my cousin telling me in second grade because I had thought from first grade obviously I knew about sex before first grade. But then from first grade to second grade I was like really thinking about like sex and the consequences and the what it could absolutely be like I know you are naked and I know you're with a man and I know you have different body parts but like is it pee what's what's going on in there Mm -hmm. like you're just rolling around what's going on yeah so I started to really dedicate a lot of focus in like what's going on with sex and my cousin told me you know sex you know you get a baby from sex right and she was like older and that broke my heart it broke my tiny heart because all I wanted to do was have sex, but now we have this extra consequence of it It creates a baby. Mm-hmm. Did you have... No, you knew from the beginning. I knew from the beginning. From the beginning. I never I never had the sex talk with anybody. Um, well, obviously, if you're drawing dicks, then your mom's like, well, she gets it. So (laughs) (laughs) I guess from what I at that age, what I've learned from sex was the movies that I would watch or um, really, really fucking gross. But I would happen upon my mom sometimes. Um, Would you stand there and watch? No. Okay, okay. Absolutely oh, not. Oh, literally no need to have that kind of reaction, okay? That was a non-judgmental that's question. Weird. I'm, not I'm just saying, s- if you're curious, that didn't happen to me. But I, I don't if know. If you were curious hearing your mom have sex, would you stand there and watch your mom? 
I don't have any. Uh, my mom is just a normal person, just like anybody else. Hmm. That's why you'll never hurt me with a your mom joke. Mm-mm. My mom dubious slut. It'd be true. Not you anymore because she's like a born again Christian. Can I get a me. hallelujah? Because same. <laughs> I don't have a great relationship with my mom, and I do not have a father. Um, so it's time to talk about submission then, is what you're telling me. That's the segue. Yeah, it I'm is. just conversation here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about submission. Let's just jump in. Now that we have our background in how sex played out in our childhoods, how interesting it is. Submission. Now, when you speak of submission, you've tried it, obviously. You prefer it or do, do you just happen into those situations? I, it's kind of just like it just happens. Mm-hmm. I feel like... And I don't know if anybody else have felt has felt this way, but I kind of feel like it's not an escape, but the f- like the chance to finally stop being so dominant in regular life. Oh, I so understand that. You know what I, I mean? I so understand because that. Because my everyday to life, like every day to day, I'm very... I'm the dominant one. Yeah. What I say goes. Yeah. Um, very assertive. I very like assertive, yes. With women as, like, leaders in general, you have to be that way. Yeah. I think they push you into this, like, ice queen box when you become, like, a woman leader. Mm-hmm. Where you're, like, you're stripped of all of your feminine qualities of, like, caretaker compassion, mm-hmm. empathy. You're stripped of all that yeah. because you're the one giving direction. So now you can only be the ice queen bitch. Yeah. As a leader. And I feel like that's how it's been like my whole life mm-hmm. because I never got the chance to be soft. Yeah. Like even as a kid, I always had to fight my own battles at like seven. Um, growing up teenager, I never really had that like protector in my life, not from any of my family family members. So it's kind of just always been me in a constant fight or flight mm-hmm. situation day to day. So when I do, um, when I am with a man and they know how to control the situation and make me want to be soft, that's when it kind of just happens. Yeah. Yeah. And you enjoy it? Very much so. Okay. So yeah. I've never been submissive, uh-huh. but I've always wanted to always since i was like whatever 15 and i've asked multiple times i've explicitly said like i would like to be dominated but as you know because you've listened to this podcast i have never i always get paid for sex Mm -hmm. and so there's always this balance of control where it's like yes he can pretend to control me and he does control me because i can't really say no but at the end of the day i'm the one that's getting paid so i'm also controlling control yeah Yeah. so it's i don't know nobody has ever given me the vibe and like you could argue that i could try it with jordan but it's like with jordan i love jordan and we're equals and i know I feel like I've dedicated more of my life to sex and understanding pleasure than she has. Mm-hmm. So it's like if she tried to take on a dominant role, I think I would, I would laugh. You wouldn't take it serious. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, what, what are you doing right yeah. now? <laughs> right? And so I remember once, I'll tell my story first. One time recently when Jordan and I were in the open relationship period, 
I, this guy specifically asked what I liked and I was like, I would like to be dominated. And he was like, okay, got it. Right. So (laughs) we meet, we're at this hotel. It's like pay by the hour. I, he chose the hotel. He seemed to know the, the employee there. And he was like, whatever. We got in the bed. We were naked. I started to give him head. He tried to like, he tried. I felt that he was trying to domineer. But not in the kinky sense, in the like normal sense, you know, where there's a line where like normal guys like to say that they're dominant, but really they're just pulling your hair or choking you. It's not really like there's a different level of dominance when you're like, I am the caretaker of you and you will obey or you will be punished. That's like the Fifty Shades. That's a pretty, as much as it is not a good representative of Dom and Sub, it's also pretty good. Like it's pretty contractual and like you are signing yourself yeah like you get a common understanding of even though it's like you said not the best representation like it's the best understanding for people that really aren't um versed versed and um aware yeah of dominance and submission that's like the easiest way so if you guys don't know i would say watch 50 shades just to get an idea it's not the whole thing though exactly not the whole thing. So he tried, but he was just doing like the normal standards, the lesser sub like category where he was like pulling my hair and doing doggy and he was like, do this and do that. Mm-hmm. But it, I didn't feel like he was deserving enough for my submission. Yeah. That's a big thing for me is like, like, for example, I would love to call somebody daddy. Love it. I'm all here for it. I'm like into it. I'm ready. But nobody has been deserving of that title. Same thing for dominance and submission. Like, unless you deserve to dominate me, I will not submit. Yeah. So he tried, but it didn't pan out. But it seems as though you have somebody that you do respect enough to be dominated by. Mm -hmm. Who would that be? Like, Uh, when was the first instance where you kind of got a taste of being domineered and liked it? The first time ever. Um, I think it was around, maybe I was like 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, after the age of 17, that's when I feel like my life was about to end. I really didn't have anything going for me or want anything going for me all I just like really cared about is how my life was going downhill mm-hmm. and at that point I wasn't strong enough to make myself feel like I'm okay like I don't need anybody in my life to make me feel okay or to make me feel like cared mm-hmm. for um so the person that I was with at the time kind of was also lost in his own problems um how old is he just so i know the same age okay like maybe a month or two older but the same age um so not only battling with his shit and then me going through my shit like we kind of just decided to not push each other away in a way where we were focusing on only our problems and icing each other out, we kind of went through it together. Mm -hmm. And 
I feel like it was a way for him to express his pain and me to kind of feel mine because when I shut down, I don't like to feel. I don't like to let myself myself feel, let alone show it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that was around the first time where I actually felt like, okay, he's making me feel safe enough where I can feel without me wanting to hide or be like, oh, like, I'm good, like, I'm okay, like, yeah. you don't have to worry about me. So that's kind of how it started, and then from there, it kind of was just, like, him holding me in a way where, like, okay, like, you're safe, mm-hmm. and that's when I fully let myself, like, okay, like, he's actually making me feel safe to feel small, yeah. if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. So you found this, you were in a relationship at that point? Yeah. So it all starts with the emotions, You have to feel like, because what people don't realize, I want your opinion, is that you have to really trust your dominant in order to be submissive. Yeah. There has to be like a mutual understanding Mm -hmm. because any fake, fake dom could be like, yeah, I can dominate a girl. I can tell her to do things. I can make her beg for me. But at the same time, is she really respecting you or forcing to respect you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because there has to be, like, okay, yeah, you can dominate me in the bedroom, but also in real life. Yeah. In little things, like, okay, if my brain isn't working today, I don't need to answer any stupid questions. Where do you want to go today? What do you want to eat today? Like, I wouldn't need to answer those questions if you are feeling safe and comfortable enough to answer them for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, like, so much more. It's just, like, praise in the last episode that I talked about. Mm-hmm. Where it transfers out of the bedroom. Yeah. Where, like, it's relaxing. I think that... This is my controversial take. I think it's easy to be a submissive because I know what it's like to be a dominant. I know that the dominant is, like, has to work so much harder. Basically, everything about a dom-submissive relationship is all about the submissive's pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like, as a dominant, you don't really plan to, like... It's not like, I want my dick sucked, so I'm going to tell this bitch to get on her knees and suck my dick. That's a poor dom. Much more important is a dominant that's like, I'm going to see how much pain or... I I like pain, so Mm -hmm. for me, it would be, I'm going to see how much pain my submissive could take before like finding the edge of where it just turns from pleasure to like just pain in general and keeping it right in that pleasure zone and then at the end giving them like the most satisfying orgasm yeah like you so much thought and planning goes into being a dominant i think Mm -hmm. and people don't understand that it's not just like one man telling you what you can and cannot do yeah and to like let him jizz on your face like that, that's not takes, what it is it takes a lot not only physically but like emotionally to have like a like a common understanding mm-hmm. you know like nothing i don't know to me personally nothing is more attractive than when i don't have to think around a man mm-hmm. because every day of my life i have to make my own decisions there's nobody there telling me yes no what's wrong from right like i had to learn all of this shit by myself 
But nothing is more freeing and relaxing when I can turn my brain off around a man. Yeah. You know? And just fully trust that they're not taking advantage of you. They're not taking advantage of you. They're not talking out of their ass, you know, normal, normal guy shit. Like, if I can turn off my brain with you and, like, just talk about the randomest of the randomest shit Mm -hmm. seeing at any given moment and you kind of just look at me like yeah you're just vibing no judgment no nothing just a hundred percent feeling safe with a man Mm -hmm. that is like that is like it's like you bow down and be a submissive yeah yeah it's like you're giving me the comfortability and the safe well-being that i've craved craved for such a long time and i'm finally getting that like of course like like pull your fucking pants down right now like like you're making me feel safe like i want to make you feel like this is everlasting yeah yeah like a reward yeah yeah this is like a reward (laughs) okay i knew some was that you or was that you (laughs) it was you I knew you were going to say that, and I was going to say it, but I was like, no, nah, we're past that. We're not going to go into memes. But then there you were. No, but anyway. it was too good. <laughs> anyway, so in your submission, like, what's the, do you do, like, because you came to my party, and you were wearing a little collar. Mm-hmm. So do you play with that collar? Um, sometimes yes, and sometimes no, because... For me, it doesn't take, like, any, really any fancy, like, collars or whips for me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just, like, your hand works just fine. Okay. And that's what I prefer because I can feel, like, with the collar, you can either put your finger through the hoop and pull on it mm-hmm. or put a leash on it, but... I'd rather feel the grip of your hand. That's hot. Because mm-hmm. I can feel I can feel when you're really feeling it yeah. just by your grip. Yep. So it's me preferably would my favorite necklace is always going to be a hand. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Did you practice that line before you came here? No, I didn't. It just came wow, to me. Wow, look at you. She is Picasso. <laughs> Um, hey, that was good. <laughs> I really ate with that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's nice. So, are you a? I'm a masochist. So, like, when I picture Dom submissive, I'm picturing like Fifty Shades. That's that's what I would like is the spanking and the whatevers. Yeah. I don't think I would ever give up control in my real world. Um, but yet again, I'm not into feel- mixing feelings with sex. Mm-hmm. It's only Jordans. So I can never imagine doing that with a man. Mm-hmm. But I would submit in the bedroom if the man was deserving. Is yours also pain-centered or is yours different? It's it's on and off depending what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Like some some days there's just like I'm feeling very... Just out of it. Stress. Mm-hmm. Like, my life fucking sucks. Work fucking sucks. Like, I need to feel something. Mm-hmm. So that is when the days where the root kind of just takes it to pain. And there are other days where I'm just kind of like, I want to feel loved today. 
more mm-hmm. than others mm-hmm. because very, very assertive in my day-to-day life. Yeah. And sometimes it gets tiring. It's, sometimes it yes. just gets so tiring where I'm just like, damn, just, just love me a little bit right now. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> it's so hard. Um, all right. Let's jump. Let's switch categories a bit. God, my hair is like all up in this mug. Okay. Switching. We have to address the obvious in the room, which is you grew up without a dad. So you didn't have a controlling figure in your life as a child. No. So now, obviously, you crave control, right? You you were kind of rapidly spiraling, and you needed therapy when you were in grade school, and you, at 17, 18, you felt like you had no purpose and no drive, mm-hmm. just spiraling, spiraling. And then you found, like, uh, I don't want to say domineering because that's, like, cheap, but I would say a controlling, a stable, a rock yeah. to cling on to. Yeah. So do you think that your absentee father is the reason why you're drawn to submission? Maybe, you know, and like, maybe. Because as a kid, like, okay. So when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I had a father figure, Mm -hmm. right? Start there. I had a father figure. Was it like a stepdad or? It, from what I knew at the time, that was my dad. That okay. was my dad. Okay. Um, he took me and my sister out all the time. We were always at his house, going to the aquarium. Like, like, just like having the time, like any person without a dad would imagine having a dad would be like. Yeah. Now, by the ripe age of seven, mm-hmm. this is kind of um, where I guess my life really kind of took a turn for the worst mm-hmm. at seven fucking years old. Okay. I had lived with my grandma. My mom lost custody of me and my siblings. So we were living with my grandma. He would come um, pick us up from my grandma's house. And this one specific day, I was not allowed to go. I To where? To go with the same, my dad. Okay. Um, he came to pick me and my older sister up. But I wasn't allowed to go. By your grandma or by him? By my aunt. Okay. Did you know that at the time? Or who told you that you're not allowed to go? She did. Okay. So I was ready to go. All packed. I was so excited. I don't even remember where we were supposed to go that day. But she had like came at me in the worst way to come out at a child ever. And she was like, where do you think you're going? And I was like, oh, my dad's coming pick us up today. Like, Mm -hmm. the fuck do you mean? Yeah. She's like, no, you're not going today. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you're just not going. And I was like, no, this is not fair. Like, why does, why does she get to go? And I can't. And I don't know if it was me saying that to her or what the fuck was going on in her day that time. But she was like, who, who even told you that's your fucking dad in the first place? Mm. And I was like, a bitch was stunned. I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. she's like that's not your fucking dad so go back to your room and in my grandma's house they, me and my older sister were the black sheep of our family okay. why Why are you hating, at a, hating on a kid okay. I didn't do shit to you but there was um, we didn't have a lock inside of our room there was kind of like a makeshift hook on the outside of our door okay. that they would lock us in with 
Okay. So I got and in like, trouble. Wait, wait, wait. I, we're just going to back up on that real quick. <laughs> Did they ever do that to you? Like, All the time. Because okay. you were being bad? Like, looking back on it, were you being bad? No. I, like, to this day, I genuinely do not know why my family hated me and my older sister so much. Okay. Like, now that I'm older and kind of can question it, I know something had happened before I was even into this world mm-hmm. with my aunt and my mom, their sisters. Something had to have gone down but they always took it out on how they felt towards my mom on me and my older sister okay for no reason okay. they would like just like the craziest things they would lock us in our room there was one time where they were having um a birthday party for my cousin we weren't allowed to come out or eat like it's and that's another conversation but that stems okay. why i i i have a really unhealthy relationship with food yeah okay yeah. But anyways, so, so you're not allowed to, who says that's your dad? They, you went in your bedroom and you didn't have a lock, but. So they locked me in that room. And, um, after that day, he, he would come over and still pick up my older sister and I wouldn't talk to him. Like it kind of just like shot me in the gut. Like, you're not my dad. Why did you pretend to be? Oh, so you felt betrayed. I felt betrayed. And then even after that, like I can notice a a really big shift into our relationship dynamic. Like me going from thinking I'm your daughter to me now knowing that I'm not. And like, I have no explanation as to why. Yeah. Why was I being lied to? Mm -hmm. Or why did this conversation come up in the first first place yeah she didn't have to tell me that yeah i was a kid let me believe what i want to fucking believe you know like save that conversation to where i'm older and i can comprehend it comprehend it fully have a very self-aware more self-aware brain than what i had back then yeah so that's kind of how i found out that my dad was not my dad and then from growing up it kind of was just different stepdads here and there oh you're dating this one today okay what's his name are you dating this one today how long is this gonna last but you reconnected with your mom or you at least were living with your mom i my mom did not get full custody of me and my older sister until i was 13 okay so i would see her on the weekends um she was very she was in rehab okay um so that stems on why me and my sister we're at my grandma's. She had gave up custody to go into rehab. So she you had no stability and no love at home. So Absolutely. I would say, I'm no therapist, mm-hmm. but I would say my theory is correct to where you finally found a rock that made you feel safe, like you had a home that wasn't going to lock you in a room and not let you eat or engage in parties that were happening probably downstairs. Uh, you finally found somebody that cared for you. Mm-hmm. Because your mom wasn't there, your dad turned out to be fake, and your aunts and grandma... That's crazy, for real. Like, loved... Hated you? You, This is how you felt. Yeah. And then you finally found somebody that loved you for you, even at your, what you thought, lowest. Lowest, yeah. So have you ever been dominant with, or have you ever been submissive with anybody that is not that one person? No. Okay. So that one person is the person that finally... That is your rock. Yeah. 
So I think we solved it. Really. <laughs> it seems as though that's that. However, yeah, and plus like the just the social weight that there is on a woman who who is possessive of her own future. Mm -hmm. right yeah you're gonna move up like on your own if you choose mm -hmm. you're in charge of your own destiny you don't have any help so you must forge ahead and you must convince other people that you know what you're doing yeah and you have the only way to succeed as a woman in that setting is to be assertive and assertive is putting it nice because i know that i'm relatively assertive and i've been called abrasive aggressive like a bully, um, yeah. a bitch. Mm -hmm. When I think, I don't want to beat the same old thing over the head. Like everybody says, like I'm just trying to do my job. Or if a man did that, he would be called like a leader, like blah, a blah, boss, blah. Or yeah. Whatever. I'm not gonna say that, but I'm gonna say that we have to reflect on how people expect us to act, and how. That's the only option, really. Mm -hmm. I don't, I cannot think of another way that I could lead other than the choices that I've made. Yeah. I don't really regret any of them. Mm -mm. And it's hard when you have that much social pressure, it's hard not to feel like you are a bitch, to like own that as your personality. Like even yeah. yesterday I said a joke and it was kind of bitchy, but I was meaning it as a joke, right? And the person knew it was a joke, but I reflected immediately and i was like god that's such a bitchy thing to say yeah it happens to me a lot yeah where you're like everybody else says it and so it must be true yes yeah to a certain point it's like damn like like even through kind of like my childhood or even like my adulthood you know trying to be in different positions like you said being called too assertive or too demanding mm -hmm. or just a bitch bossy bossy that's another one um you know people making me out to be like this bully mm -hmm. or i'm just being mean just to be mean and it's like nobody nobody understands until they understand you know nobody gets it until they'll fucking get it it's, and it's that like, society has conditioned you to be that way yeah yeah and it's and it's it's annoying but at the end of the day it's like i know and it sucks because sometimes a lot of you know the way i come off is because of triggers or trauma mm -hmm. but it's like i don't mean to be that way like my bad but yeah you know do you think that what i found is being really vulnerable about those things like mm -hmm. Recently, I left a job where I was there for f five years, and I, like, was a boss. Especially at the end, I was, like, the boss to go to. Even the other, like, people that were on the same tier as me were kind of looking to me to be, like, the boss. Mm -hmm. I kind of reflected, and I realized that the best way to explain off all of those moments of, like, bitchiness or harshness and, like, why I am so black and white with the rules is just because, like, I had numerous different depressions, when I was in those leadership roles of like, everybody thinks I'm a bitch. Everybody. So it must be true. Mm -hmm. I am a mean person. Like you just start to believe it. Yeah. 
and it's so hard. But then right when I was leaving, I was like, hey, to be transparent, I've struggled with depression about this exact thing. And like, I cannot, as you get more advanced in your leadership, maybe it would be beneficial for you to just choose your battles correctly. Yeah. Like there were multiple times when I would have the same leaders that were on the same tier as me. And I'd be like, can you please reprimand this person? Because if I do it, I'm going to feel horrible about myself. And I cannot let that happen. Mm -hmm. Like I cannot afford to continually get depressed depressed about the same shit over and over again and it helped um i think being vulnerable is the key to not feeling like it must be true that i am a bitch Mm -hmm. just a just a heads up i guess i don't know where i was going with that but i guess advice maybe no i get it it's kind of i think that's like the biggest thing that i've been trying to make myself do for myself is be more vulnerable Mm because i hate i hate being vulnerable (laughs) i don't like showing any type of weakness Mm -hmm. i don't know why i just i don't like looking weak in front of people yeah um and i think um the biggest thing i'm trying to teach myself is to ask for help like like you said like you would rather go and tell somebody else to reprimand somebody coming at you instead of you doing it. Yeah. That's what I need to learn to teach myself and take the high road, yeah. I guess, sort of speak. Um, because I feel like a lot of people kind of just... W- it's easier for them to look at me like I'm the mean person or I'm just... I'm being mean just to be mean. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like it's easier for people to acknowledge me as that type of person than to actually get to the bottom of why am why am I feeling this way? Why am I so angry about something something so small that you did mm-hmm. to me? You know, it may seem minuscule or small <laughs> small to this person. But to me, what you did is hurtful. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people just, it's, it's easier to forget. And then that's where it comes to me and my emotions getting the best of me and acting on it mm-hmm. instead of talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily, I don't have that, um, the anger I'm, I'm good at controlling my anger, luckily. So yeah. I immediately go talking to that person. But yeah, I many, many people. I In fact, I don't mean to brag, but I have not met a single person who deals with their anger better than me. You know what? And I applaud you for that. For real, thank for real. Thank you, thank for you. For real, for real. Because you see... Um, yeah, you piss me off, I'm going to slap you the fuck in the face. Like, yeah, for real. that's not me. But you know what? Props to you. Thank you. Thank Good you, for thank you. you. I aspire um, to be. Please okay. do not say that. In that sense. Okay. 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 Everything else. No, guys. So. Oh, does it annoy you? So I have two more. Let's just lighten the mood. I think that we've gotten to it. I think we've accomplished why you think being submissive is attractive and probably why I think being submissive is attractive. Hmm. Would you agree that we've accomplished it? Yes. Okay. 
So then, let's just end it off on a couple of cute little notes. Okay? First, does it... Have you ever told anybody that you, like, are submissive in the bedroom? Like, has it ever come up? In no. The, oh. Well. It's not, it's not, like, a conversation, like... Say if I'm talking to, like, a guy and just be like, yeah, I like to be submissive in the bedroom. No, it's kind of just, like... I let myself experience different things with different people. Okay. You know, because I could be submissive with this one person, but then this other person, I could be totally casual, no emotion. Yeah. Just like whatever. Just fucking. Yeah. Well, it's bothered me before because you know I'd be talking about sex. I'd be talking about sex to everybody and anybody. Everybody and everybody. <laughs> After about three minutes of normal conversation, most likely I brought uh, up sex. Yeah. <laughs> X-rated now. So I have told people that I like would want to be submissive. I would like to be submissive. And anybody that knows me in like a work setting or like a normal setting, they're like, you? That annoys the fuck out of me because... Just because I'm your boss or I act like this doesn't mean that, like, I, that's me to my core. Yeah. That pisses me the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Yeah. It, it, it irritates me because people, like, they won't, people won't, like, take time enough to get to know you, you. Yeah. They just know surface you. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of people only know surface me. Yep. And it takes, like... It takes a certain type of, not relationship, not friendship, but, like, common understanding, like, hey, you're cool. Mm Mm-hmm. You you can see my other softer side. I mean, for me, not so much, because I just show everybody anyway. Hmm. But I was once at that point. But I just decided to fuck it all, and I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want. I'm an open book, you could say. Um, but like, I'll give Daniel as an example, whom we work with. Yes. Um, Hello, Daniel. He thought, basically there was this one point, I think it was right at the beginning of my open relationship when I said something about like, I'm in an open relationship. I'm going to go like, fuck this guy tonight. Like, fuck, like I have to shave. Right. Like something like that. And Mm -hmm. he was like, oh, you have it like that. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, yeah, I have sex. And he's like, I never pictured you like that. That made me mad. Where it was like, you didn't picture me having a life outside of this job? Well, I think, to be fair, (laughs) to be fair, I think a lot of people that we do work with, I've kind of noticed, just don't care. Yeah. Like, they really are there to get their bag. And I respect it. Mm -hmm. You do you, boo. I respect it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of feel like, we're the type of people that kind of like, we just want to make conversation. Mm-hmm. Just want to be cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. You don't want to be my friend and that's fine, but you got to shit on me like that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're just trying to make like, conversation here. Rewind it and he was like, oh, you, you, you he have you? sex? But he didn't say that. But that was like his face was saying. And I was like, yeah, like literally sex has been a part of my life since I was in first grade. Like and then it dawned on me that nobody knows me like that. I think that was the turning point where I started talking about sex much more frequently. Probably. Because when was this conversation? It was uh, like a year and a half ago. Like when you had just met him? No. No. Huh. He knew me a lot before that. But people were saying that I had like a stick up my ass. 
that I was like a company man that I was it'd be like that with you though sometimes it no I know I enjoy a good work ethic and that's probably why he just probably just didn't feel that comfortable in that time like I mean yeah can you imagine like your boss like what if okay first of all i i've never been your boss i've never been paid at the pay degree that is your boss so but with the way you are your work ethic as you said there's like a certain vibe right yeah so he kind of just was like so caught off guard and was like whoa okay so you guys are defending daniel i get it i got it all i'm trying to say is that (laughs) he didn't see me as a sexual creature which is innate in all he all not even humans, all animals. As an animal, you must have sex to procreate. Yes, ma'am. So I, all I'm saying is I felt as though that remark was triggering. Did you feel degraded by it? Like if he was calling you less than or something? It was just like you think that that's the only thing going on in my life. It was an eye opener to like people really only see me as a bitch, as a like boss. I don't not boss bitch in the way that's like yes, girl, you're a boss bitch. You know, like boss bitch like, as in actually, like like a boss. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Corporate yeah. bitch. That's so crazy. I did not have that. Thank you. You saw me for like a normal person, right? I saw you as a normal person. Yeah, I think, yeah. And then that's when you started going down the sex road. Yeah, yeah. Sex for money. And I was like, oh, okay. There's a whole different side to this person. I don't know. I think it really humanizes me. I think people don't, like people say, you say, you've said that I have a God complex. But I feel like people (laughs) elevate me. Alex just says whatever she wants without thinking. Okay. I really do, and that's on my bad. No, it's okay because I had to. But reflect at the on time it. of that, what it was, it was. Um, First of all, girl, that was like a month was ago. Superiority. <laughs> con- what? Yeah, superior. That was like a month ago that you said that. That was more than a month. I doubt it. I'll pull up the messages. Sorry, <laughs> Go girl. because I don't have them anywhere. <laughs> anyway, I feel like people elevate me to that point. But if you just come in looking at me like a normal human, you'll just see that I'm passionate about my job and that I'm like normal. But people elevate me to the point where they think that I am something that I'm not. Yeah, I think a lot of different people have different interpretations of the way that they see you. Yeah. Um, Because from my own experience, when I had first met you, I thought you were someone higher than you were. I did. And that's the way you acted. And there's nothing wrong with that until you started coming to me with the sex talk and like, you know, blowjobs for cigarettes and blowjobs for this and blowjobs. And I was like, (laughs) okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. And then that's when I kind of seen less corporate in you and more like someone who we can talk. Like we can talk now. Like we're friends. We're homies. Like period. You know? But beforehand, when I had first met you, I kind of was just like, damn. I'm a little, I can't, can't smile at work now. I can't, she said can't make a joke around here. Nope, dude, I'm over here. That's so crazy. Yeah, but now I'm just like, oh, what's up? Natalia's here. Natalia's here. Chillin'. Anyway, my second thing is, what's your best submission story? Like, when's, when's the, what's the best nut you've ever had? 
That's such a funny word. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I'm not going to phrase it any differently. I'm going to hang the question there and you're going to answer um, it. <laughs> there's been a lot of times. The um, best. The best. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know scene-wise. Was at home? Okay. I'm going to close my eyes. Tell me. Okay. Oh, shit. Let's move this whole table. <laughs> okay, so I don't know what how. Usually it's just like when we're at home. You know, just when I'm at home. Okay. Scene. In my bedroom, um, I have one of the... My bed frame is is metal, just like sticks. Love that. Purpose-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, So, laying down, minding my business, just scrolling on my phone. Mm -hmm. And he grabs my hands. And I'm just like... Okay. Immediately tied to the bed. Tied to the bed. And I'm just like... At that point, I'm just kind of like... Wasn't even into it, wasn't even aware what was going on in that second. But then I was like, oh, okay. It's time. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> and so just my hands were bound. And he, I, okay. I, maybe it's a problem with the way that I see myself. Some days I see myself worse than other days i'll look at myself it's just like really bad body dysmorphia yeah i don't like seeing myself in the light during sex like i just there would be light but i'd prefer not to have the light on turns the lights off and he just starts just making out with me kissing my body all over and i feel like that's the best way to make a a bigger woman feel more appreciated is when you love her body. Okay, yeah. So starts kissing me, biting me all over, and like, depending, bite-wise, sometimes there'll be blood marks. Love that. Mm-mm-mm. Sometimes Mm-mm-mm. there will be bruises. Mm-mm. Hold on, I gotta appreciate that. <laughs> Go ahead. Like if I could show you the bruises right now. <laughs> Love the bruises in the lost episode of the blood episode. That was a key part. Yes. My dad um, is calling me. I don't. Dad, my dad is calling me. Hold on, let me reject his oh. call. Dad, sorry, Dad. Go ahead. I don't have that. Okay, bite. Okay, I'm back in it. Okay. We're in the bedroom. We're tied. There's body. There's licking. There's kissing. There's biting all over the body. The mm-hmm. lights are off. Go. Mm-hmm. Biting. Now he makes his way. I don't like hickeys. It's just like, I never <laughs> like hickeys. I prefer bite marks. Okay. Bruise marks. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. he's going all the way down, and he starts <laughs> starts eating me out. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is where, I know we changed the, chop- the topic of what I wanted to talk about, but mm-hmm. this is where my nipple plate comes in. Okay. And yes. that Wait, shit. Wait, let me tell the, let me tell the, let me tell the guests. She originally wanted to do nipple play. However, we changed it to submission 
per her request. Yes. Go ahead. Um, so this is where <laughs> nipple play comes in. Mm-hmm. And um, normally I don't, like I said, I don't really do toys or anything. Like I have them, but. Yeah. You know. And so I just love it when men just grab me. Just grab me and pinch me. Okay. So he's on grabbing the, me on the nipples. On the nipples. Okay. Like my whole, like my whole thing. Like okay, your whole, whole chest. hand. Oh yeah, got it, got and it. Then, you have fairly large breasts. For those that are just listening, they are pretty large. Yes. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so he's grabbing me. Full hand, full hand grab. Mm-hmm. And he's pinching me. So. While he eats you up. While he's eating me up. Yeah, love that. So that to me is kind of like, that's like my main course right okay. there to get me off. Love that. And so he's eating me out and I start to feel myself come. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know why. I just can't, but I need to. Okay. But I just can't. Okay. And mind you, my hands are tied, so I can't push him off. I can barely kick him because he's, like, putting my legs down. Like, mm-hmm. he has his... I don't even know. But can't kick him off. And I'm kind of just, like, at the verge of almost crying. Okay. A little bit. Not t- bad, but I want to cry. <laughs> like, okay. I have to come so bad, and you won't let me. Okay. And so that... I think that was the Wait, first Wait, so he's time. no longer eating you out? No, he is. But you said he won't let you. Yes. So how is he not letting you? He's only at the hole. He's not at the clitoris. Like, I don't know how to describe it really, but I don't know if anybody has ever experienced like, what is it called? Like edging, no? Yeah, edging. Yeah. Yeah. When you like get to the brink and then you back away. Yeah. Or you, yeah, yeah. So there you go. So he's doing that. He's edging you. Okay. On purpose. Yes. Okay. Got it. Fully aware. Sorry, um, didn't describe that right. But fully aware what he's doing. Yeah, okay. And at the time, I didn't know what he, the fuck was he was doing. Mm-hmm. I kind of was just getting irritated, but feeling good at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of mm-hmm. was just like, what the fuck? Like, I'm very agitated that I cannot finish. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. And that's when my eyes start getting watery. And then... <laughs> are you going to cry? I wanted to cry so bad. I did not cry. You did not cry. I did not cry. Okay, I thought that was where no, the story was No, but going. I wanted to so bad. Okay. And then so he kind of bites me. Mm-hmm. Um, like right on the top, right on my clit, he bites me. Okay. And then that's when I, j- I don't know. You came. That's when he came. That's when I came, yeah. He finally gave it to you. Yeah. I don't know what that last bite did, but it did something. Got you. <laughs> so that's the best orgasm you would say. That you've ever had in your life? Um, that whole night. Oh, so it was like a multiple round. It was a multiple okay. That was like a warm-up. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's a nice story. Yeah. And then I know I know you said something about, like, last episode, that you've never really experienced what, like... An orgasm? No. <laughs> um, like, somebody, when you're having sex with somebody, and they constantly pull out, mm-hmm. and then just jam it back in you. Oh, yeah, that? Yeah. But there's a difference in the last... That was the threesome episode. Because it's oh. not just pulling it out barely and then slamming it back in. That's 
for me, not enjoyable. Mm. But when they go in, like, there's a difference between slamming it and just, like, filling it all the way. Mm. Yeah. Filling it is a bit more, like, slower and enjoyable. It's like, I, I can feel all of you. But when you slam it, it's like I'm attempting to fucking like skewer yeah, just the inside like of your yeah uterus. Yeah. No, he, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. But he had like okay. So at this point, I'm turned over doggy style, mm-hmm. and he's grabbing me by the, the hips, thighs. Oh, the thighs. Thigh thighs. The hips. Hips. Yeah, the hips. Yeah. And like this point, like he's like grabbing me. Like I can feel like my fucking bone he's squeezing the shit out of my bone okay yeah and slowly just like fills it fills it love that and i was like that's that it. was very heavenly right there very. did you ask him to replicate that ever yeah 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 <laughs> but most times i don't even have to ask it's just like that he knew he knew yeah he knew that's so enjoyable yeah. happy for you okay that's a good-ass story to end on. So, as you know, because you're just the biggest fan of this podcast ever, we end on a rate. So, one out of ten, your rate for being a submissive. Um, a ten. One out of ten. One, two, one? ten. One, two, ten. A ten. A ten. Yeah, I would hope. Fucking bitches on here rating their kinks that they signed up to come on for, like, a seven. Come on, Elsie. The fuck? Oh. I didn't get that far to that point, but... Okay, well, listen to the I episodes skimmed. fully, please. <laughs> but yeah, she rated uh, hers like... Yeah, I know who my biggest fan is. It's Ricky. Yeah, I said it, and he's going to be so happy when he gets to the end of this episode because he watches it all the way through. Does he really? Yeah, he does. Wow, where to go, Ricky? Yeah, anyway, my rate for some... Well, I've never done it. I don't... Th- honestly, like being completely honest, I don't know if I ever will. Hmm. I've only once in my life ever felt like calling a man daddy, but we hadn't had that discussion yet. I'll talk more about it on the daddy episode of this podcast whenever it comes out. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to fully submit. I did like being dominant when I was. Hmm. It was a lot of work mentally. Yeah. But I would say maybe I would enjoy it. I, if I could fully get to that point with somebody, like that one guy that I wanted to call daddy, that was very impressive. I would give it like a, a nine. But, however, I've never done it. Mm. And it would need to be somebody that really, really understood what exactly I like. Because I don't like to orgasm. Yeah. It makes me feel gross. Hmm. For another time. But... Yeah, I don't know. For now, at my attempts, I mean, you could count the one guy that said he was going to make me his submissive. We'll count that, I suppose. That was like a fucking three, bruh. Oh. Yeah, it was Oof. fine. Three. Not even meeting the halfway mark. He won't listen to it because his wife won't let him. Oh. You know how I be out there on these streets. Well, shit. Also, nice. I'd like to point out to the viewers that I'm wearing my specially made... The tally mark shirt. I have no bra on, but I don't Period. think you can see it. She's at home, guys. Don't judge her. She yeah, exactly. Comfortability. I wouldn't wear a bra even if I was out. Oh. Anyway. I wish I could do that. <laughs> For a girl. You certainly cannot. I cannot. 
um, your rate of being on this podcast. I loved it. Did you really? Yes, I actually did. Because like I was telling Anna, it's that's what I wanted to ask you. Um, if Why I asked you if you had prepared questions. Just because I feel like it, even though it is very professional to have questions ready Mm -hmm. it's just very a natural feeling just talking about it just shooting the shit yeah just talking about it yeah go with the flow we never would have talked about our intense talk about gender in the u.s at this time we wouldn't have talked about x y and z exactly okay anna what's your rate of listening to this podcast live 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 even though you went to go pee in the middle of it they did not well, I just exposed you. No, I have to pee right now, so like, let's get this rate out the way so I can go. Um, ten out of ten. Ten, 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 out, ten. ten yeah. is yeah. what ten ten. animates this. Okay, then. I have an idea going in. So I know it's okay. going to be good. It's going to be very great. So I'll say goodbye first, and you could say goodbye last, because we just bonded like that. Okay, so goodbye to all the viewers. Goodbye from me. Bye, guys. And listen to my full episode. Don't be cheap and skim through it. You should have said that in the beginning, but goodbye.